the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You've got to be seen green to show that your stuff's laid. If you're not seen green. announcement from the great and powerful Oz. I thought it over and green is dead till I changed my mind the color's red. goes down the drain. Last week when you all was wearing pink, already for me red was old. The ultimate yellow brick is gold. That's the new color, children. Here. Welcome to the main event. I'm Ken White filling in for Ed Hoffman this week. Ed is finishing up his term with COVID, but he's doing well and is on the mend. In the meantime, I'm happy to be here for another week. My name is Ken White. You know me as the Southside Unicorn, host of the Southside Unicorn Show. Ed is a good friend of mine, and I am honored to be here again for another week. Remember, if you're interested in getting involved with any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, you can call Ed at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with Ed and you don't want to talk on the phone, find him at edhoffman.net. 
and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. If there's any part of the show you want repeated, stay on edhoffman.net and click on the podcast page to listen on demand anytime. If you can't always hear the show on the radio, this is the easiest way to hear it whenever you want. Be sure to connect with the show on the social on the social medias. Follow Ed on Twitter at Ed Hoffman and like the show on Facebook at The Main Event Ed Hoffman. If you want to leave a comment on the show, email him at ed at edhoffman.net. Don't forget about Ed's book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, available now at edhoffman.net. If you want to get this in time for Christmas, the time to order is now. We open the show with a clip from the movie The Wiz. I remember that movie as a child. I remember... And I believe it was like 1977, people. I remember watching that particular scene where everyone was at, at uh, Oz and the Wiz was telling them what to do. He was the man. He had all the power. He had all the magic. And everybody was out front dancing. And one scene, as you could hear in the clip, you know, they're wearing green. And, and so they're so down for that because the Wiz said, you have to wear green. They were like, I wouldn't be caught dead, Red. That's how deep the conditioning was. And for me, and what was I in 1978? 1978, I was about, give or take, 12 or 13 years old. I knew that was wrong. But then the Wiz said, hey, green is over. Make everything red. And they went immediately to red. Then he said, hey, red is over. Let's go to gold. And happy as a, a, a clam, they just started singing, gold is gold, and I'm happy to be gold. I always ask you, ladies and gentlemen, does life imitate art or does art imitate life? In this month, Joe Biden has called African-Americans descendants of slaves, colored people, Americans is my term for us, but Joe Biden felt obliged on Veterans Day to call us Negroes. And those people who are black, you know, the ones who voted for him, nobody had a problem with it. And it reminded me of a scene from The Wizard of Oz. Case in point, the song Soul Survivor is an homage to Kyle Wittenhouse because that young man actually was the survivor. He's not the active shooter. He's not the bad guy. He's the survivor. The video clip was also played because Black Lives Matters is now out front of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, trying to say that they want to see him prosecuted. And yet the very man that they are defending used the N word. So, ladies and gentlemen, I guess Joe Biden must be the whiz. Now, let's get on with the show. Testimony in the trial of the 18 year old Kyle Rittenhouse continued this week with the prosecution proving they are not only incompetent, but also dangerous. Assistant DA Tom Benger put on a, sh a big show Monday, which included pointing an assault rifle at the entire courtroom. The defendant comes running in and drops the fire extinguisher on the ground like this. And then raises his left hand to the gun and points. This is what we see in the video, him putting the fire extinguisher on the ground and then raising the gun. Wow. Putting down an object to make sure you have proper weapon control can't be a criminal act, can it? What should be a crime is inept leftist unmasked Antifa types in their day jobs as prosecutors being allowed to handle weapons in courts or on the streets. They clearly don't know how to use them correctly. A lot has been said about the victim, Joseph Rosenbaum, who, by the way, is a convicted child molester who served 15 years in prison, but the jury isn't allowed to know that. And the prosecution doesn't think any of the violence committed by Rosenbaum matters. Never mind that he chased Rittenhouse down, threatened to kill him, and tried to take his weapon. And guess what? The N-word was used that night, but not by Kyle Rittenhouse. It was actually used by Joseph Rosenbaum. 
Here's the prosecution dismissing all of that as if though it bears no relevance. Oh, let me tell you all the awful things Joseph Rosenbaum did. He tipped over a porta potty that had no one in it. He swung a chain. He lit a metal garbage dumpster on fire. Oh, and there's this empty wooden flatbed trailer that they pulled out in the middle of the road and they tipped it over to stop some bearcats and they lit it on fire. Oh, and he said some bad words. He said the N-word. Sarcasm? While a young man is on trial for his life, minimizing the N-word with black Americans older than 50 years old in the courtroom? Holy cow! I can only hope the jury saw this and heard this for what it really is. Maybe we need to look at the video from that night and see if there were any chubby jelly donut types chasing Cal Rittenhouse that night too, wearing masks. You know, after all, lawyer Colin Mattis and Uraj Rahman, they're lawyers, and they were arrested in New York for rioting along with BLM. So it's not out of the, the realm of possibility that lawyers could sympathize and be down with BLM and Antifa. Is it no wonder BLM magically shows up today? Tipping over a port, uh, tipping over an active porta potty, all kinds of toxins and waste released onto the streets. He should have said, "Thank God, no one was in there." Swinging a chain, wow! Didn't we just see a college professor seriously harmed by Antifa types who hit him squarely in the head with a lock and chain? This was wielding a deadly weapon. Lighting a fire during a riot used to be a crime. I think we call that crime arson. They took someone's private property and placed it in the middle of the public road to stop what? Can somebody help me here? What in the world is a bear cat? This hack lawyer could learn from Henry David Thoreau, who actually coined the phrase civil disobedience. He also went on to say, it still does not give them the right to arson, loot, harm, or even kill. This lawyer is defending the very crimes he as a prosecutor should be what? That's right, prosecuting. So just like the firemen in Fahrenheit 451 who responded to burn books, we are now seeing a snarky, petulant, condescending version in this lawyer who no longer prosecutes crimes, but defends the criminals and prosecutes the victims. Yeah, that seems about right for the times we're living in. Wow, it's just, it's incredible, ladies and gentlemen, what we're watching happen to our country and uh, our way of life. While we were sleeping, Biden and the Democrats managed to get a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill passed through Congress and signed into law. What happened to what happened to the three point five trillion dollar bill? This is it. After months of setback and stalled negotiations, it was one point two trillion or nothing at all. Republicans can take comfort in knowing that only five hundred and fifty billion of it is being used for new initiatives. Ladies and gentlemen, you won't believe this, but here's what some of it is going on. I'm going to read this to you. $73 billion for, for electric grid upgrades that will supposedly help the grid carry renewable energy. $66 billion for the rail, mostly to help Amtrak with their backlog. Ladies and gentlemen, as I read this menu, this, this laundry list, I want to point some things out. Some of this stuff is repetitive. They are bamboozling us. They are hoodwinking us out of our money. Amtrak? Are you serious? You may as well call it the ATM track. That thing has been around forever. It has done it really doesn't serve a public good. They have it on life support. It's it's been on the, the government umbilical cord ever since it came into existence. And now they're gonna lay down another sixty six billion dollars on the track to get run over by the train. $65 billion for rural communities and tribes to have broadband, net, broadband internet. 
sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me, ladies and gentlemen. I got to read it again. $65 billion for rural communities and tribes to have broadband internet. Now, maybe the rural communities, maybe, maybe. Are you serious? The tribal tribes need the internet. Have you been to Sabobo or Morongo or any of those places? Uh, Caliente, Agua Caliente? I don't think they need this money. Again, we are being hoodwinked, bamboos, and led astray, ladies and gentlemen. $47 billion for client climate resiliency. What's that? The New York Times says, it's new funding aimed at combating wildfires and preparing coastal regions for more frequent hurricanes and flooding, you know, because of global warming and whatnot. More frequent. I wonder what the weather's going to be like in two weeks or three weeks. Can somebody tell me? But, you know, they know they're going to need this money for the upcoming hurricanes and flooding. But now when it comes to the fires, let's, let's kick the ballistics there for one second. All you need to do is unleash the economic engine of america let these foresters get up in these forests and chop these trees down they're going to turn them into supplies and lumber and all those cool things to build with and people don't have to get burnt out or die you don't need 47 billion dollars for that you just need to get out the way 21 billion for environmental projects Cleaning up abandoned mines, contaminated waterways, and other polluted sites overseen by the EPA. Now, where, where have I heard that part before? The environment. Cleaning up the environment. Abandoned mines and contamination. Couldn't that easily have been handled in the $47 billion? So I'm asking a question, ladies and gentlemen. Just break out a pen and a piece of paper and, you know, stick in the mud mat. Are all these projects coming from the $73 billion? Or are they their own projects within themselves who are doing the exact same thing but spoke in a different way? You wouldn't let your kid say, hey, mom, I need some money for a pair of shoes. Then they come back five minutes later and say, hey, mom, I need some tennis shoes. Huh? <laughs> You're not going to let that game be run on you in your house. So why are we going to let the house run that game on us? $15 billion for contaminated water systems. Aha! I knew I heard the, the word water once before. $21 billion for what? Contaminated waterways. $15 billion for what? Contaminated water systems. Isn't a water system a waterway? Ladies and gentlemen, we're sharing this information with you because only you can do something about it. Better start calling some Congress folk. $7.5 billion for electric vehicles, increasing the availability of charging stations across the country. Remember, Biden has promised to build 500 or half a million electric car charging stations around the country. I thought I heard the word electricity once before, too. Let me see. Yes, $73 billion for electricity grid upgrades that supposedly help the grid carry what? Renewable engine energy. Are you trying to tell me that you can't build charging stations from that $73 billion that you need an additional $7.5 billion so you can build what? Electric grid upgrades? Aren't those both upgrades, ladies and gentlemen? And then last but not least, $2 billion for transportation projects in underserved rural areas. So the underserved, quote unquote, air quote, rural areas are going to get some internet and some roads. Couldn't all of that have been handled with some of that $66 billion from ATM track or the $73 billion from the electricity upgrade? Ladies and gentlemen, we're on a ride to somewhere, and I think you know where that place might be. Remember, Joe Biden been Joe Biden's been saying this plan is already paid for. Not so, says Jim Jordan. Well, they're going to spend more money. I mean, the Democrats overall economic plan is, you know, lock down the economy, spend like crazy, pay people not to work. And now if they pass this bill for everyone that has been working, they're going to raise your taxes. Such a deal for the American family and the American taxpayer. So everything costs more. You want to buy a home? It costs more. You want to rent an apartment? It costs more to put groceries on the table. It costs more to put um, to to put gas in your car. It costs more to buy a turkey and to buy Christmas presents. It all costs more because this is Joe Biden's crazy economic plan. It's bad for the country. We'll just have to wait and see. I am absolutely amazed at what the left proposes to try to get away with with us, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's incredible. 
Joe Biden was a disaster years ago. He is still a disaster today. I have dubbed him the DEM Olition Man. Hashtag Demolition Man. This man is on a demolition derby through America. He is squeezing all the vitality out of our nation and soon out of us as our food supplies weaken. America, you need to get this and get it quick. Our nation is being flooded with those who come from impoverished nations. It is it has made them resilient and resourceful. Lack is something they can operate in. They have for most of their lives. But you, America, how well will you deal with a man-made lack that is coming? Remember, support programs are in place for those who are the minions of the left, gleaned from your hard-earned dollars. Ladies and gentlemen, make no mistake. The increase in gas prices, increase in food prices, cargo ships stalled in ports and offshore, none of this is a mistake. It's all part of a plan. The only thing that is a mistake at play here is that Joe Biden sits over the 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C. The Department of Homeland Security reported a high number of migrants flooding the border in this last fiscal year. 1.7 million migrants from October 2020 through September 2021. Meanwhile, DHS numbers show the numbers of migrants crossing in October this year is more than double what it was in October 2020. It's actually increased by a whopping 128%. Bill Malugin is back at the border in Del Rio with a new report this week. Look, I can tell you the activity out here in La Jolla is really starting to ramp up again, very similar to what we were seeing over those past summer months here just a few months ago. It's gotten to the point where it's so consistent. You come out here on any morning, you're likely going to see a group of hundreds of migrants here waiting for you. This, as CBP releases brand new numbers showing we are well on track to hit 2 million encounters at our southern border just in 2021. Wow. La Jolla, and it's a tongue twister for me, ladies and gentlemen, bear with me. La Jolla (laughs) is not a ramp up. It is continuation. No one has gone back. Nobody's left. They're all coming. Only more have come. Now we cite numbers as great as 2 million. Well, let's look at that based on information taken from Statista.com on the 17th of November, 2021. And we're going with covid uh, infections versus deaths real quick. Argentina had 5 million infected, 7,000 died. Colombia, 5 million infected, 14,000 died. Paraguay, 462,000 infected, 593 died. But the good old U.S. of A, 47 million infected, over 480,000 deaths. One in four women will sadly experience rape or attempted rape, most often by a partner or acquaintance, almost 50 to 60% of the time. That leaves clearly 40% committed by strangers. Given the almost immediate alleged rape that occurred on a military base to one of our valued female service members at the hands of an Afghani refugee, we can see the majority of all pouring into our nation from anywhere, everywhere, are majority young males. Oh, this 2 million should not be spoken of lightly. Somewhere in that unvetted, unauthorized batch of intruders is some American deaths, someone's rape, serious injury and robbery. We must stop reporting this as if it is just an occurrence or resurgence. It has never stopped. This has been going on for decades. I say America has enough people right now and we need a five-year moratorium on immigration of any kind. Until we can assess ourselves and just who and what we have allowed into our nation. If we don't, we will hear this same story next year as if though it is new news. Last week when I was on the show, you heard me report about the gentleman in Florida who took the young man and gave him a job and the man killed him. I know two people in my life who lost their children at the hands of what I call unauthorized violent intruders, UVIs. 
So this is not about hate. The minute you talk opposition to the left's dread program of flooding our nation with their new constituents, they want to call you a hater. No, what I'm speaking on, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who know me too, I'm speaking out of love, out of love for my grandchildren, out of love for my children, out of love for your children. We must protect the prosperity and the promise that was passed on to us. Ladies and gentlemen, there's more after these breaks. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Lending and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into the, one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. AM 590, the answer. They decorated all the generals Who fought the war behind the lines Welcome back to the main event. This is Ken White filling in for Ed Hoffman today. Ed Hoffman is arm wrestling with COVID right now. We know how that's going to turn out because if uh, you arm wrestle with Ed, you know, Ed Hoffman, you are going to lose. When we were in the last segment, we were dealing with a uh, clip from uh, Bill Malugin, who's out there at the border in Del Rio. And that was a good report uh, dealing with the immigration situation. Um, I like to hear those reports. That's, that's a good thing. Um, on Tuesday, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas found himself on the defense before Republicans on the Senate Judiciary Committee. Here he is facing questions from Ted Cruz. How many children have been in the Biden cages in calendar year 2021? Um, uh, Senator, I uh, respectfully disagree with um, your use of uh, the term cages. Fine. You can disagree with it. How many children have been in the Biden cages? I've been to the Biden cages. I've seen the Biden cages. In the past year, has Joe Biden been down to see firsthand the Biden cages? Senator, I will again. Has Joe Biden been down to see this facility? Yes or no? The president has not been down to. Okay, no. How many murderers have you released? 
I'm not aware of any murderers whom... We... How many rapists have you released? I'm not aware of any rapists whom... We... How many child molesters have you released? I am not aware of any child molesters whom we have released. Wow. Doesn't seem like the Biden administration is aware of anything, or if anything, they'll just circle back. This is exactly what we must stop. Their fall civility. When they're not in power, they call us any and every name under the sun. AOC used the term cages, and she's a member of Congress. They have rules of conduct that are clearly not followed by them when they want to disparage the activities of their, air quotes, colleagues across the aisle. Then this jabroni wants to say he respectfully disagrees with the use of the term cages. That's not your job. Answer the question. But as the left is clearly aware of how words have meaning and consequence, they, unlike right wing leaders other than Senator Ted Cruz and a few others, the right wing does not protect its image in the minds and hearts of the people at large. They seem to only care about what their donors think. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is where trying to always have clean hands is going to give the GOP a bloody nose. We have to begin to understand how the regular people operate, how the Democrats have managed to tap into that and have the people, the general population or the mainstream, if you'd like to use that term, they have them at their beck and call as if though they were Lilliputians. Well, correction, Lilliputians don't count. It would be the, the lollipop guild, right? In the Wizard of Oz. They say something and the people start dancing a jig. Well, if we're going to ever break that spell, we had better find ourselves a bucket of water, haven't we? That water better be clean, pure water, and we better be able to throw it on that witch. We better be able to handle business with these people. I respectfully disagree with your use of the word. Do you see where his battle was? Thank God Ted Cruz was there because he was able to to say, okay, fine, you're basically going to ignore what I'm saying. And this man being the adroit puppet master that he is, he knew better than to let the word cage become a soundbite. That's where we have to start doing our fight. We have awesome politicians. We have some beautiful congressional candidates coming up for 2022. Oh, we going to sock it to you. But that's only part of the battle, ladies and gentlemen. There's a battle out here in the fields, in the trenches, in the really real. And that's another arena where we have to fight just as well as we fight anywhere else. And for that, you're going to have to start accepting some new ways of thinking. Grand old party. Now, a surprisingly scathing CNN report on Kamala Harris has everyone talking this week amid rumors that Team Biden doesn't want Kamala to run alongside him in 2024. And they may be considering a way to transfer her to the Supreme Court. CNN interviewed three dozen insiders. That's 36 people to get a clear picture of the tension between the president and vice president in the White House. Here's the headlines and some snippets from that article. Exasperation and dysfunction inside Kamala Harris, frustrating start as vice president. Worn out by what they see as dysfunction and lack of focus, key West Wing aides have thrown their hands up at vice president Kamala Harris and her staff deciding there simply isn't time to deal with them right now, especially at the moment when President Joe Biden faces quickly multiplying political concerns. The exasperation runs both ways. Interviews reveal a complex reality inside the White House. Many in the vice president's circle fume that she's not being adequately prepared or positioned. The vice president herself has told several confidants she feels constrained in what she's able to do politically. She's a heartbeat away from the presidency now. She could be just a year away from launching a presidential campaign of her own, given doubts that Biden will actually go through with the reelection bid in 2024. Or she'll be a critical validator in three years for a president trying to get the country to reelect him to serve until he's 86. Few of the insiders who spoke with CNN think she's, she's being well prepared for whichever role it will be. 
Harris is struggling with a rocky relationship with some parts of the White House, while longtime supporters feel abandoned and see no sense of what she's done or been trying to do as vice president. Her own people don't even think she's been trying. Being the first woman and woman of color in in national elected office is historic. But defenders and people who care for Harris are getting frantic. Jen Pasaki, or should I correction? Her name is Jen Saki, but my nickname for her is Pasaki. And it, it Pisaki, and it kind of comes out now and then, so bear with me. She was asked to comment on the report. I know that the president relies on the vice president for her advice, for her counsel. She's not looking for a cushy role here. I can tell you that there's been a lot of reports out there and they don't reflect his view or our experience with the vice president. <laughs> that report says nothing. But it does say something. Biden being Joe Biden's vice president isn't a cushy job for Kamala Harris. Hmm. I wonder why. Ladies and gentlemen, we are witnessing in our lifetime something that has never happened in this country's history. And I can say that boldly. I mean, I recognize that I've only been a part of this country's history for like uh, two generations. What is a generation? Twenty 25 years. So, okay, two generations worth of America. But I came on to this scene in some of the most interesting times that are American history. I was born in 1964. That means I was born in the height of the civil rights movement. I was a child in the Chicago public school system in the 1970s. Let me tell you how interesting that was. I watched the riots. It, it, it seems to be something that just continually goes on and on and on. I watched situations occur. Perhaps it was a white law enforcement officer who had contact with a black citizen. And let me tell you, sometimes it was pretty bad. It was bad. And the next thing you know, we got riots and things burned down and you're wondering how long it'll go. And it goes for three or four days and then it goes away until the next time. But in the White House, whether it was Gerald Ford, who always bumped his head on cars, (laughs) I used to think it was a spoof when I'd watch him. Nine times out of ten, he's either falling down the stairs, bumping his head. How many of you remember Gerald R. Ford when he would when he would do those things? The presidency, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care whether it was a Democrat or a Republican. There was a sense of. Presidential conduct, if that's the word I want to use, presidential conduct. And in it was some general regard for all the American people. Even when it was, you know, Bill Clinton, I still felt he was my president. He was doing something for us. I I did. And then somewhere in the American history, we did some historical things you know just like i mentioned with vice president kamala harris you know she's the first woman of color to be you know nationally elected to a position of such extreme she's a heartbeat away from being president these are historic times speaking of historic times we elected in the year 2008 a man named barack hussein obama And you do know by me using his middle name, that's considered to be a pejorative. If I use this man's middle name, I'm trying to I'm trying to say something. Excuse me. That is his middle name. Nobody asked me if I wanted to be called a Negro. I don't recall Joe Biden calling me up and saying, hey, Kenny, I'm going to talk about the historical baseball player Satchel Paige, and uh, I think I want to use the historical term Negro. Is that okay with you? But then again, Joe Biden doesn't have to ask my permission. He already told me what I was and what I could be and what I could do. Joe Biden even said, those of you who don't vote for me, man, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. See, these are the things I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Somewhere in America, we've lost our way. We are now seeing the lack of civility. We're now seeing, I don't even want to call it hyperpartisism, 
or hyperpartisan. Because to say hyperpartisan is to say that, oh, they're just being extreme Democrats. That would still keep them in the lane of being Democrats. They like to call us the alt-right, but piss posh, I'm not worried about that. What I'm really trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, is there is an energy growing in our nation. And it's not on the right. On the right, we want to get up before the sun does and get ourselves to work through that god-awful traffic. On the right, we want to see our children be educated and have good relationships with a good, solid foundation so that they can go on to have families and careers and businesses. On the right, I don't care if you're black, white, green, blue, purple, or orange. I really don't. There are some who say, I don't see color. Eh, we'll get into that on another day. Okay, I see your color. And some of you out there, you're, you're beautiful. Arrayed and adorned just as you are with your black hair and your brown eyes or your red hair and your green eyes. Beautiful, all of you. But I digress. I was talking about the changes in our political system in our country. There was a time when a black man could go into a court and be on trial for his life, his very life, and the injustices and the unfairness, oh, it was visible. Some are being released to this very day after 30 or 40 years after forensic evidence has proven that they were innocent and should be let go. But that was only because, ladies and gentlemen, this country, America, always sought to do good. Even when we were being bad, we still believed in the light. We still believe in a shining city on the hill. We always sought out the truth and justice. That's why to this day. Now, everybody gets a fair measure or so I thought everybody gets their fair measure of justice. As I was saying back in the olden days, back when I was growing up, I used to hear an old saying from the, the black men in my neighborhood. They'd be like, man, I'm looking for justice. But when I go up in them courthouses, all I see is just us. Yeah, that was true. Once upon a time. And now I'm looking at this case of Kyle Rittenhouse. You're looking at it. We're watching it. We're watching the left do whatever they want to do, even when it flouts the laws of our land. We had a congresswoman, Maxine Waters. She doesn't even live in Minnesota. But there she is telling the Minnesota jury and the Minnesota courts what they had better do in the Floyd, in the George Floyd case. How dare she? How dare you be a descendant of the people who suffered such injustices in a nation where we have strived every day to be fair? And you would go there and tell them how they should deliberate? And now we have young Kyle Wittenhouse, Rittenhouse. That young man is inside a courtroom and everybody in that courtroom can hear the chants coming in from outside of people who are not sitting in a jury box. We have a jury selection system and a voir dire system to try to select a jury of what? That's right. Our peers. Who are these people outside of the courtrooms of Kyle Rittenhouse's trial today? Mm, Black Lives Matters, Antifa, the media, few people in support of Kyle Rittenhouse. How is that justice, ladies and gentlemen? How are we ever going to get back to normal? You know, they say there's no place like home. But here we are in the land of Oz with a bunch of strange characters running around. People who harm children. Now, I know that we are supposed to forgive and move forward. Yes, I agree. But a child molesting some of my gun. 
He had no repentance. You know the old saying, go your way and sin no more. This man was out one night with a gun. Felons aren't supposed to have guns, but he had one. Felons are supposed to, when they're released, after 15 years, you're supposed to become the paragon of virtue. You're supposed to become a what? Model citizen. But I just shared with you a prosecuting attorney who is supposed to be the vanguard of justice and truth. Hailing this man as some kind of hero. That's the Ozland I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. That's the change in our nation that is becoming all too regular and too common now. It's happening so much. It's happening so frequently. It's happening so nonchalantly that the only time I guess we're going to stop and really think about it is if we talk about it. How did we get here? How do we get from Barack Hussein Obama who racialized and politicized everything to a bombastic president like Donald J. Trump. I mean, they're actually the polar opposites of one another, but yet the same. Barack Hussein Obama took the embers of it. And, and, and this is what I'm trying to say. If racism was dying in America and it really was, you all know it. You know, the truth I'm speaking of. If racism was truly dying in America, Obama took his breath and he blew on those embers and he blew on those embers and he covered them and he protected them and fanned them at every opportunity, whether it be his friend going into his own home on a college campus and the police officers were doing their job, which was to do a field interview because they had no idea who the man was, considering all the follow home robberies we now have. And Obama said they were a bunch of idiots. It started right there, ladies and gentlemen, right there. That's your ground zero. No American president should be doing that. No congresswoman should be chiming in on an active criminal case with her opinion of how it should end. No president, speaking of Joe Biden, should be trying to call someone who's on trial for their life a white supremacist. You know, Joe, that was not your job. But yet no one has called you on it. We're all sitting back and watching and looking. And our nation is in trouble. That's why last week, for those of you who heard me last week, and again, I'm so honored to be on the main event sponsored by Ed Hoffman. I my spirit man tells me how to speak sometimes when I have the opportunity to speak to the public. I chose the clip from a movie called A Time to Kill. And in that clip, I'm sure you heard the mob outside and everybody has their different sides and threatening violence and this and that. That's because that's what I saw in my eye and my spirit eye that America is once again in that same area, in that same place. I know you're tired of it. I am. Our children clutch our hands and look up at the big tall giants. Because that's who we are. We're the big people. We owe them a better future than what we're letting hurl towards us. Because we have people in office who will say things like, I respectfully disagree with the characterization of cages. When that same man. Heard AOC use the term cages and he said nothing. That's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. Another problem is we have people who are more concerned about their positions and power and donations and this and that. And I hold this office and I do this and I have this degree and I have that. And they don't fight for you. Oh, they say it during campaign time. I'm here to fight for you. (laughs) Where are you now? Where are you people who have the power to go and defend not Kyle Rittenhouse, but justice? Why aren't you there telling people he's innocent until proven guilty? And last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, we are tethered to this world by a thin string, by the breath of God, 
Any day that you wake up could be your last day. A man went to a concert with his eight-year-old child, and that child was trampled to death. Cal Rittenhouse may have been wrong for going. He may not have known fully what he was about to get into. But once he was there, he was there. He's a human being. He's an American. He's a child. He knew to get out of there. He was trying to get out of there. And there were people pursuing him and they were not heroes. If they were heroes, if they were the model citizens that they were supposed to be after being released from prison, they would have had their butts at home, not lighting fires or turning anything over. Or they would have been with Kyle Rittenhouse telling people to stop doing what you're doing. That's a reformed man. At the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Rittenhouse did an excellent job of saving his life. And if we let them take this young man and punish him for that, it's not him being punished. It's us. This is Ken White filling in for Ed Hoffman on the main event. Thank you all for letting me spend this time with you all. We're out. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, host of the main event right here on AM590 The Answer. I'm excited to tell you about my first book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, available right now at edhoffman.net. This book is for all of you who enjoy my advice on business, parenting, politics, and life in general. I'm sharing my life experiences to help you because it's like I always say, experience is the best teacher, especially when it's someone else's experience. In this book, you'll get stories from my life I've never talked about on the show, from growing up, from the early days of my career, and even from my time as a world champion competitive arm wrestler. True story. But if you listen to the main event, you'll recognize a lot of your favorite parts on the show in this book. Movie quotes, real estate investment advice, and of course, lots of politics talk from a conservative perspective. Here's what the one and only Dennis Prager said. Experience Matters is a treasure trove of practical advice. It has turned each one of his many varied and engaging adventures into a gem of wisdom. Read this book and profit. Then get your son or daughter to read it. Bribe them if you have to. That's how good and how much fun this book is. Pre-order Experience Matters. Here's mine by Ed Hoffman at edhoffman.net. AM 590, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.